0: Blue, 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 blue. Love, American style. Welcome, everyone, to Rockin' All Week with You, a Happy Days podcast, season seven, episode four. I am your host, Dan, and today we are talking two episodes from October, end of October 1979. Richie falls in love, and of course, we've already seen that, right? He's in love with Lori Beth. He and Lori Beth have been going out now for um, two seasons, right? And then um, Fonzie as Thespian and uh, Richie Falls in Love written by Rhea Nepis Fonzie Thespian written by Holly White the first episode aired October twenty third, nineteen seventy nine. That's why everyone is dressed up in costumes, even though it's a homecoming thing. It's clearly Halloween esque and the Fonzie's acting um, uh, thingy uh, happens in October debut happens in October thirtieth, nineteen seventy nine. So we'll start off here. Richie falls in love. It's the homecoming, whatever. Um, I, I guess their their college has a homecoming thing. My college, my college, as far as I know, never had a homecoming thing. That's a um, that was a high school thing where I went to. You didn't. You didn't have that unless it was a fraternity We weren't big on fraternities at the college I went to That would be Cornell had the big fraternities We did not But uh, I guess they have a homecoming dance And, and uh, the theme is um, nursery uh, rhyme characters And uh, uh, Ralph and uh, Potsy are hickory dickory dog Mouse ran right up the clock And um, uh, Little Bo Peep I, uh, Humpty Dumpty Little Bo Peep, Lori Beth Humpty Dumpty uh, is Richie and the Fonz is just uh, cool and hanging out with chicks and um, Richie is very unhappy about being the egg and he decides that he's finally going to grow up and he's not going to do this anymore and he goes to a local hotel, a bar in a local hotel, meets a woman who is a um, photographer who travels around the world Uh, he spends the night with her, has sex with her and is going to go to Venice with her uh, when she leaves without him and breaks his heart and then the episode ends and he's back together with Laurie Beth and he's dressed as Humpty Dumpty and um, uh, they're going to uh, do the parade. Just tell me how can you get through When you can't remember who you're talking to Concentration is just slipping away Because your baby You can be with the one that you love. Why don't you love. the one you, love the one you Don't be angry. Don't be- so second episode in a row where Richie's uh, in charge. You, you know my thoughts on the last one. I had to re-record um, my my thoughts on it because I disliked it so much. Um, I'm not going to re-record my, my thoughts on this one because this one I think anyone who's been watching the show in order must really dislike this episode. Um, I've said it before, but but Richie at this point in the series is is a terrible character. They they don't seem to know what to do with him. Like like they it's it's funny like they don't really seem to know what to do with anyone. At this point, in the show. Look at everyone. What, what's going on with anyone? What's going on with Joni? What's going on with Chachi, Mister. Mrs. C? What What's going on with them? I mean, in the next episode, Mrs. C will learn that her dream has been to work to act, and she acts and she does really well. How many more times in the series is she going to act? I would say very few. And and what's the, what's the Fonz up to? He's he's like we, we see him on occasion, you know, with with women and stuff, but it's never. Uh, it's never. It, there's nothing happening. There. There's really nothing happening at the show. The show is, to me, this is this is a show that is coasting along on the charms uh, it had, and the the actors are clearly the actors still look like they're clearly having fun. But the scripts are they getting worse? I don't know. They're they're certainly not getting better. There's just something about the the stink of this episode. I mean, look look at look at the way it's structured. Maybe it's meant to be. A dream Is it meant to be a dream? Did I miss a bit where Richie wakes up? Because watch it. Because the opening scene is Richie and he's dressed as Humpty Dumpty and they're going to do this thing. And just out of nowhere he says, I'm going to grow up. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm leaving. And he leaves. And then immediately it cuts to him in this bar in this hotel. He meets this woman. He falls in love with her. By the halfway point in the episode, he's spent... The night with their apparently, I may imagine they're screwing each other's brains out all night long. That's that's my impression. Pardon my French, but that's what's happening, right? I mean, the crowd keeps going, woo, whenever anything halfway uh, sexual is mentioned. And so, so presumably, he spends the night with the woman. They're they they're having sex. I hope he brought protection. I'd hate to have her come back in a later season, you know, with a uh, little Richie Jr. Um, so they do that. And then um, by, by the midpoint of the episode, he's going to be leaving the next day and going to Venice with her. And then the second half of the episode is him talking with the Fonz about it, going to the place, learning that she's left without him, and then dealing with his broken heart. And then when he's dealt with his... And then literally what happens is he's miserable. He goes up to his room. Then it cuts to later on, and I think it cuts to later on, and everybody is there, uh, Lori Beth, all in costumes, Richie, uh, Ralph and Melf. sorry, not Richie, Ralph and Melf. Ralph and Potsy. they're all set, ready to go to the homecoming parade, and then Richie comes down the stra- st- steps, dressed as Humpty Dumpty, and says, like, let's go! And it's literally like, if you were to cut the opening scene with him dressed as Humpty Dumpty, and the closing scene with him dressed as Humpty Dumpty off, and you continue this from the last one where he goes out and gets a job and maybe this episode would start off with him maybe like arriving there and mentioning he just had a hard day at work and he thought he'd try to do something maybe a little more adult and have a drink and then he gets involved with this and then she breaks his heart but he's going to be okay. That might have been a good episode but to frame it with he's still in college He's still kind of got some growing up to do and he has a girlfriend who he's very close with of two years and then he goes out specifically to cheat on her and the crowd and the family and everyone. No one says to Lori Beth. There's never a point in Lori Beth, uh, never a point at the end, you know, where it's something like when, when Richie puts his hand on her, Jody doesn't say something like, sniff his hands, Lori Beth, see if it smells like Barbara. Oh, who's Barbara? He's the one she spent the night with last night. You know, there's, there's nothing like that. You know, there's nothing like, Richie, I checked the box of condoms that you keep, and a couple of them are missing. You know, there's nothing about that. There's no mention of, like, Laurie Beth. He's going to be marrying Laurie Beth in the next season, I think, or the one after that. The next season or two, he's going to be marrying Laurie Beth. And I know what you're saying, Dan, that he could fool around. No, 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 no. No, no, no. When I went to college, I had more or less a high school sweetheart. And when I say high school sweetheart you know we, we started going out in you know december of uh, you know my, my my final year of high school so december well, january february march april may june so so like 6 months we'd been going out so it wasn't like high school sweethearts we'd gone out throughout high school she was a gal i happened to be going out with at the end of high school and when i went away to college to ithaca from rochester about 100 miles um i uh, about 2 hour drive um we agreed that we could see other people and I had a little, I had a fling or two during the, the time in my first semester. I found out later she had a fling or eight. Um, she had a very good time. Um, I think she discovered booze while I was gone. <laughs> and it was a g- interesting story when I was told about it later on. But um, but so, so that was okay. You know, going to college and you can see other people while you're away from one another. Is that what Lori Beth and Richie have here? I see no sign here of Lori Beth like going out with her. She seems to believe that Richie is her guy. So why is Richie literally leave? I mean, is it meant to be like the moment he says I'm going to grow up, does he enter some kind of weird world where the sex um, uh, doesn't like mean anything? Where the flirting doesn't mean anything? Where the, I've got, I mean, could you, could you imagine if the episode had ended with Lori Beth showing up dressed as little Bo Peep Ralph and Patsy dressed up as as the mouse and the clock and uh, showing up and, where's Richie? Oh, Laurie Beth, you don't know. Um, he went with a woman that he met yesterday and spent the night having sex with um, to Venice. We don't know when he's coming back. Could you imagine if the episode had ended like that and the people had act, I mean, acted like that was a good thing? I mean, it's, 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 it's funny because I really do think like in the seventies I, I like I've said before, I'm not a huge fan of seventies sitcoms. And to be honest, the more I look take a closer look at Happy Days, the less I'm a fan of much of Happy Days, unfortunately. Um, but Happy Days was definitely as as Joanne Wilson and I talked about in that little mini show the the, the, um, the Death of the Death of the Sitcom mini episode. The the sitcom basically died in the eighties because it was trying to recapture the fun of a sixties sitcom with the you know very special feel of the 70s sitcom and just failing miserably and i think this is a good example of that kind of thing what exactly is richie doing what is he trying to learn what is he up to the 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 fact that he cheated on his girlfriend of two years quite explicitly and everyone treats it as like oh my god he got his heart broken oh my god he, he got his heart broken You know, um, 24, 48 hours ago, we'd never heard of this woman and we've never met this woman. And now he's got his heart broken. Oh, and here's Lori Beth. She'll make it okay again. Lori Beth should have kicked that effort to the curb. Sorry, I know know this is a bit of a tangent, but the episode really, like, Barbara's fine. It's just Richie is, is just not, it's not, I mean, I don't know what the writing is trying to accomplish. Well, I mean, because he and Barbara have basically two long scenes in this bar where they talk. And um, it's it's almost like I almost think like Barbara is not real. Like maybe there's a moment in the end where the waiter would come up and say, yeah, he just to Fonz and say something like, yeah, he kind of sat here just talking to no one. That's the way it feels. It feels like it's meant to be a dream. And if it's meant to be a dream, that's fine. Richie thinking forward to his future wishing he was grown up but still having a bit of growing up to do it's not presented that way it's presented as and I'm sorry just leaned back in my chair so if I suddenly got far away it's presented as Richie just decides out of the blue and and the thing about it is that like they say he's always done this in the past of course if they're only like sophomores or juniors it, it, then he's only done it once or twice so say he's always done it in the past is a little weird um, but he's always done the homecoming parade in the past. Now he doesn't want to be dressed up as Humpty Dumpty, and he basically throws a tantrum that ends up with him going out and screwing another woman. But nobody cares, and you know what? He got laid. Hey, well done, Rich. There's a reason why Richie has to leave the show. The previous episode and on this one, are uh, and Ron Howard's still great. Love Ron Howard to death. But um, the Richie character is is not just swirling the toilet. I think this time he's gone down the drain. Unfortunately, this series I have to go through. I, I can't just do one episode that covers season seven. I have to go through episode by episode. Um, this episode is worse than the previous one because in the previous one, you could see where the Fonz was coming from when he defended Frank or whoever. It just seemed wrongheaded and kind of stupid. In this one, Richie goes out, has a very brief, torrid—I would guess—from seeing how happy he is when he comes back the next morning—affair with this woman who he'll never see again, and it's treated as if—I mean—I know it even says we can't tell Lori Beth. It's just—it's over, and it kind of didn't happen, and you—and and, but it's like, oh, Richie's not going to make it. Oh no, he does! Yay! Horse manure. And then there's even some bad Jerry Paris moments here, where the camera goes a little too high up in some of the shots. There's a really awkward shot. Um, it's it, in between the first barber meeting and the second barber meeting. There's a, there's a scene in the living room, dining room area, and there's a really awkward camera movement. And there's actually a I I don't I don't know if this is bad direction or bad editing, but when Mister C says to everyone, Richie's probably not going to make it. I believe it's supposed to go, Richie's not going to make it. And then we're either... I mean, I would think you'd want to do a long shot where out of the corner of the shot you see Richie coming down the steps. But instead what it does is pure sitcom fashion, it cuts to the steps with Richie coming down the steps, dressed as Humpty Dumpty. Richie's not going to... There he is! Instead, what happens is Richie's not going to... And as Mr. C is speaking still, it cuts to an empty staircase... And then two seconds later, Richie starts coming down the staircase. Yeah, telegraph much? That's bad editing. Not only, I think, is the writing getting sloppy, not only is there... There's so many story consultants. There's so many people in charge. How how does an episode like this get through? through? And it isn't like it starts off with him saying, you know, like, we are done, Laurie Beth, or Laurie Beth saying to Richie, we are done, and he goes out and does this. No, he throws a tantrum about not wanting to wear the Humpty Dumpty suit and goes out and fucks another woman that's horrible that's not the way you do it i mean maybe it is maybe you're all listening right now going dan they're not married they can do whatever they want yeah okay sure whatever if if that's so then reverse everything i just said over the past 11 12 minutes but this episode and and the fact that when when she's not there it's not presented as oh thank goodness (laughs) oh thank goodness uh, he can get back to what he was doing it's presented as the most heartbreaking thing in the world and it's so unconvincing and the fact that everyone is there with him on it and treating him like this is an absolute tragedy when they haven't met Barbara they have no idea who Barbara is she could be making it up The fonds her, she's not there it could be all garbage not not, not like Richie hasn't lied about stuff before right and it's just so such a, such a pile I'm going to stop talking right now because I'm, I'm starting to get angry again. But it's go watch it. It's junk. It's a bad episode. And that's two really bad episodes in a row. We're not that far into the season here. And we've had two episodes that I would call absolute duds. So what's the next one? Fonzie is now a thespian. And um, uh, Marion is going to be in a production of the play The Rainmaker. Uh, written by N. Richard Nash. It's a play from the 50s, and there was a movie based on it in the 50s that, that Fonz says he wants to see a lot. And she's going to play, I think, is it Lizzie? The uh, the lead lady. And her her director, who's a very actory kind of actor named Sloane something or other, uh, is going to play Starbuck, Bill Starbuck, the rainmaker. Uh, but he puts the moves on uh, Mrs. C. Mrs. C doesn't like it. The Fonz basically threatens... Um, uh, Sloan, Sloan leaves town so, Richie takes, so, Richie, so F- uh, Fonz takes over the role and the next, uh, that evening after the play, Richie gives his mom and Fonzie a stellar review for the newspaper The curtain rises on the scene With someone chanting to be free The play unfolds before my eyes this ends the actor who is went back and I rewatched because I, I was thinking I was, I was rewatching the the scene where they all show up at the end and Richie comes down the steps and says, "I'm going to play the act." I made a mistake. The staircase isn't empty. What happens is when Mister C says his line, it cuts to the staircase, and Richie's at the top of the staircase, standing there for about a second or two, and then he starts coming down the steps. So it's so it is indeed yeah it's it's a bad it's a bad cut there and I I'm imagining that's Jerry Paris saying go to camera 3 and just being ahead of himself cuz Richie should have been coming down the steps in fact it looks like Ron Howard is waiting for his cue and it cuts to him too early sloppy 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 so this next episode much better than the previous two um the Sloan character is annoying um it's it's funny because they they say um they, they it's 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 interesting there're a couple interesting moments. One is that Mr. C says that Mrs. C wanted to be an actor. And she gave that up to raise the family and now she's trying again. I don't know if there's going to be more of her acting in the series. I'm going to say if I remember correctly, no. But apparently yeah, that's what Mr. C Mrs. C wanted to do. She wanted to act. So now she's back on the stage in a local community performance of The Rainmaker, which seems to just involve two people. You never see any more than the the two leads in the play, um, but she's going to do that, and um, there is it's it's interesting because I I think my favorite parts of this are sort of side moments, and and because because the Sloan... character it's it's funny because Missus C wants to be an acting she wants to take up acting, and yet whenever we see. Um, the, the only other person we see involved, this Sloan character, is awful. He, an awful human being, an awful person, a pretentious actor-type person. And you think, why on earth would Mrs. C want to be involved with that at all? And and you think maybe it's a good idea that she gave it up if um, if uh, if this is the way people there are. It, ju- it just strikes me as strange that... She's with this guy and he's clearly gross and she's pushing off his advances, saying no, and finally in the end Fonzie has to threaten him and he leaves town. And it's like it's it's just it's just kind of weird to think about, right? Like if you if you find out that someone like is like um you know who you've known for twenty years is like, where are they today? Oh, they're down at the firehouse. Why? Well, they've always wanted to be a fireman, and they started off being a fireman, but then they stopped to do this for twenty years and raise kids, and now they're going to be a fireman again. And you see them down at the fire department, and they they don't like all the other firefighters, and they don't like being at the fire. The only thing they like is fighting the fires. You know what I mean? Like, like it's like I I can understand mrs c loving the acting part of it but it's it's assumed at the beginning of the episode with this weird it's weird the episode starts off i think pretty bad but then the moment he threatens sloan it's such a good scene when he knocks on the door and says oh there's a knock at the door and he puts his fist through the door pushes open the door and he says it ain't opportunity is great, but the opening, like with with Richie and Mister Mister C and Joni being unable to take care of the house, making up rotten TV dinners, when the camera pans like over from the the, the dining room table to the living room area, and they're are, like pillows and clothes and newspapers everywhere. You think, what is this Dresden? You know, what what is this after some sort of crazy bombing? Why does it look like this? I mean, really, they can't. Richie can't pick that crap up. I don't, it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It looks like it looks like when they say that the house is a mess. It looks like someone who's never lived in a messy house all their life, or who, or who I would say possibly more likely has possibly had someone clean up after them, whether that be a parent or a cleaning person clean up after them, uh, who has no idea how a house gets messy. Like, like look at the look at the messiness of the house. It's so ridiculous. It so looks uh, unlike anything. Any, any messy house. It doesn't look like a messy house. It, yeah, like I said, it looks like someone who has never lived in a messy house for whatever reason uh, has has been asked to mess things up. It looks so ridiculous and it's not, it's not great and when Sloan first shows up, that's not great either and he's unpleasant. He comes in the house and he's rude to Mr. C. Like, Mr. C has been the only person who's kind of like the rock throughout these episodes because it's clear that Mr. C isn't going to grow in any way, shape, or form as the show goes along. So he is already set. He's... I'm just looking at it now. There's like just a pile of random newspapers and crap like in the middle of the floor. Like, what is this? I don't... There's like jeans or something on, or a jacket or something on the... Like, what is this? I don't... I don't understand. It's not very good, I guess is what I'm saying. But, but yeah, I mean, th- think of it... Going back to Mrs. C, like, she loves the acting. She loves being up on the stage in front of a crowd and doing the acting. But it would seem that everything else... Which is 90% of the time. The auditions, the rehearsing, the meeting up with people, the spending time together with the people there. That's 90% or more of the time. You know, they're going to do the play once. I don't know how long the play takes, but the movie is two hours long. So they say she's done several weeks of rehearsal. So she's done hours and hours and hours of rehearsal for a two-hour play. So so, it's interesting. Like it, it really truly does look like it's it's one like I said, but like it 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 would be someone like who like I'd love to be a firefighter, but my my dad, you know, I I I love to be out there putting out fires, helping people and stuff. But most of the job is sitting at the fire department with a bunch of guys shooting the breeze and just it just I I my my dad was a fireman. I spent time doing that when I was younger, and I thought. At first, I thought, this is a lot of fun. The more time I spent there, I was like, this ain't for me. And actually, I've had a couple people say that to me in life. When I mentioned that, they're like, oh, you wouldn't like that. And I said, why? Well, you're sitting in the room with a bunch of loud, obnoxious people waiting for something to happen. You wouldn't like that at all. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're kind of right. I wouldn't. But yeah, the episode ain't great. and, And Chachi doing this weird selling of the tickets by lying to everyone doesn't seem... Uh, smart to me either but what like I said the moment the Fonz shows up on stage and um, basically threatens Sloan it becomes great in fact I would say that scene with the Fonz threatening Sloan is probably the best scene so far in this season it's well written Henry Winkler is on fire the guy who plays Sloane is just confused and scared and the moment the moment I absolutely love I've said it's funny I've said I said somewhere before. Maybe not in this podcast, but I've said I've always felt like when the Doctor and Doctor Who gets to the very end of their lives, they become the Fonz. Maybe I've said this on here, I forget. I've, I know I said it somewhere. And I liked and there is a moment here where, you know, the Fonz makes the sandbag drop on the chair that Sloan was just in, and Sloan looks at looks at the Fonz and says, You're a madman. Don't you forget it? And the audience applauds and I applauded. And what was one of the, um, was it the Matt Smith or the Peter Capaldi? I forget one of, the, I think it was Matt Smith's doctor, right? So something like, I'm a madman with a box. You're a madman with a box. And that, that's the same sort of thing. It's like, you're a, I'm a madman with a box and don't you forget it. So I love that moment. And then there's an interesting moment later on where they're talking about the Fonz not being able to know the lines. And they start quoting Fonz. Fonz uh where were you on May 6th, 1959, a.m. or p.m.? A.M. I was with the Dada Sisters and we went to the amusement park and he knows all these things, the important things. That actually made me think he was Rain Man or something like that. Maybe there's a little of Rain Man in the Fonz, but the fact that he can remember all of that. I mean, again, you know, I think that the the Doctor, too, remembers lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff. That's why you get all those moments in Doctor Who where they land on a planet and the Doctor's like, oh, these people, they did this and they did that and they're from here and this is that year where this is happening. So, so I mean, I think I think if, if you're going to have an episode that shows um, the Fonz as the Doctor, uh, this is my episode. So, yeah, the Fonz takes over the play and he joins up. Now, it's, it's funny kind of how, like, the director and lead actor is gone. But it's just presented as all we have to do now is just have the fonz say the lines. That's all we have to do. Our director's gone, our lead actor's gone. There's nothing to it. All yeah, yeah, I mean lit, lit, but here's the thing. There's more to it than that. If the director of a play walks out the night before the play, you you're in trouble. That's a problem. You you can replace the lead actor, you need a director you you can't you don't just go on there randomly I mean I know yeah it looks like some of these episodes of happy days will look like they might have been directed by no one um but just just point the camera at the people and cut to the other people when those they start talking but yeah, you can't really do that but that's not really yeah it's not really um I guess it's not really important the the Fons and mrs. C do their bits. And they're well received and for some reason they felt the need to throw in this thing where they felt the need to throw in this thing where um Richie has been asked to review the play for the local um uh the local uh newspaper for for the for the college newspaper. That doesn't make sense to me because they say it's a one night only thing. Now, unless it gets extended to do more nights, but but would you do a review of like that for a play that's a one night only? Don't you normally do reviews of things that to to get people to read the reviews and to get them to go? I mean, you're, you're basically writing the, the barn door and the cow kind of thing. You're writing the review for something and praising something that no one's ever going to be able to see. So does that make sense? I don't know. A lot of this episode doesn't make sense, though. Like I said, from the, from the inability to take care of the house, the strange mess in the house, to uh, putting on the play without a director, to Richie being so worried about writing a review for a play that's never going to have any more performances. And the th- last thing that doesn't make sense is that it all ends with them sitting in the living room as Richie reads the first draft of his review, which says that Mrs. C was great, and the Fonz was great. And everyone goes, Hey, what a great play. We were all great. And they all go off for hamburgers. And Joni and Joni is hit on by Chachi, but she makes him go away. She she we're not at that point in the show yet. We will be By the end of the season, we will be at that point in the show, because no tell motel, uh, with them going on a date begins season eight. But we're not at that point yet. Luckily, Joni and Chachi, say what you will about Scott Baio, but Joni and Chachi beginning to go out is actually something grow, growing in this. I don't mean, that's not meant to be rude. A, a storyline that a storyline that becomes something in the show. Right now, to me, the show is just spinning his wheels. It's not going anywhere. I mean, don't forget, this is also the last season when Laverne and Shirley are in Milwaukee. The next season, Laverne and Shirley, to try to inject some life into it, they move him to Los Angeles. You know, and, and so, I mean, I think at this point, the show is... We're just we're just literally we're 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 doing things even if they make no sense. Mrs. C always wanted to be an actress. Did she? Will we mention it again after this episode? Did we mention it before this episode? No and no. But it's a fun episode, at least the second half of it is. Richie decides to cheat on Lori Beth, he definitively cheats on Lori Beth, but when the woman leaves him um and says goodbye forever, it's treated as if it were a tragedy when really it is a tragedy for Lori Beth. Uh, I wonder if there's a point here where someone sits down, like we had a later episode, where oh, remember that time when Richie uh, was gonna didn't want to be Humpty Dumpty and he slept with that woman. What? Uh, but yeah, this is this is so so basically what we have here is we have in this episode we have one bad episode, a halfway, a one half of a great episode and one half of just the eh, episode. And like I said, we're really kind of rolling into the 80s now where sitcoms really... I, I think the thing with it... I, I'm really trying to work it out in my head. So, so like all the family, the Jeffersons, those sorts of shows, they would take very topical things and deal with them. Whether it was politics, whether it was, you know, race, whether it was sexuality, whether it was, you know, changing in parental styles, whether it was just anything, just the things... T- very, very topical. That's why a lot of those shows are so tough to watch, and that's why Sanford and Son is like a really fun one still to watch because it's just it's just two guys without a lot of money trying to trying to survive. And there are certainly topical things that happen in Sanford and Son, but but the topical things are more sort of just standard storylines in that time period, whereas opposed to all the families or your mods or your one day at a times where it's constantly like. Um, rubbing it in your face, rubbing the topical stuff right in your face. And the tricky thing that happens is that as the, with Happy Days and the Vernon Shirley and then shows like Three's Company, you you start to return to the more standard sitcom plotting. You know, um, Richie wants to, doesn't want to be a kid anymore. He wants to be a grown-up. Uh, Mrs. C suddenly wants to be in a play. You know, um, uh, Mrs. C ends up in jail. You know, stuff like that. You're, you're basically, now you're getting old school style, 50 60 style sitcom plots that want to be very special episodes um, and be as affecting as the best episodes of All in the Family or episodes of Maud or shows like that. And what's happening is it's just, it's just, it just, it doesn't work. Look at look at Richie Richie falls in love. Richie falls in love. Yeah, with Lori Beth. No, this random woman he met has two really long conversations, spends the night with her, and th- and that's meant to be Richie falling in love? That's not meant to be an infatuation, that's not meant to be a little fling, that's not meant to be an affair. It's meant to be him falling in love? Is is it meant to be a joke title? I don't think it is. Maybe it is, maybe I'm maybe I'm overreacting, but the episode has no point where it says I am. The episode is right in step with me that this is meant to be Richie meets this woman, they fall in love and then she leaves and she breaks his heart. Who cares? This, this is really like I said, this is a show that episode and and some of the, the this second one too, but more so the Richie and the job episode is it's them trying to have the sort of learning a lesson, topicality of 76, and here's the thing um, a few days ago, I just I'm re-watching Green Acres and I started season 6 and I watched the first half dozen episodes of season 6 I'm not learning any lessons, there are no lessons learned in those 6 episodes, one of them might have had a bit of a ep- lesson at the end of the episode but but if, if it does, it feels out of place you're not meant to learn lessons in episodes of Green Acres, you're meant to laugh and have a good time and at the end, maybe reaffirm that Oliver and Lisa still love each other and are happy in Green Acres, and and uh, the old at the old Haiti place. But it's like like I said, they're they're trying to use sort of old school styles, you know. Well, I forget what the kid's name was. It Bud and Father Knows Best. You know, he wants to grow up, so he starts to go out with an older woman, you know. And, and in that one, in the end, uh, Robert Young would sit him down and have a very fifty style chat with him. But now we're seventies going into eighties, and things are different, and it's okay that Richie did this. How will he survive his broken heart? Can he accept that he can be a goofy kid in college for just a little bit? But, you know, it's like, it's not working. It's not working and you can see and it only gets worse as the 80s go on and you get a deluge of sitcoms that do this and Happy Days really, I don't think Happy Days meant to be on the literally, like, here's the thing, Happy Days ends in the mid-80s so by time Happy Days ends, 80s sitcoms are doing this. So Happy Days, you can see, starting off in kind of a fun, special place, then gradually becoming a proto-80s sitcom, then becoming an 80s sitcom. I mean, to me, the show doesn't, again, I've said this before, the show doesn't jump the shark where the Fonz jumps the shark. The show jumps the shark when it segues from a 70s sitcom to an 80s sitcom because 80s sitcoms were so much worse than 70s sitcoms. So there you go. I'm going to stop talking. Uh, I don't know what's next up. Probably great episodes, huh? I think the burlesque episode is up next, if I remember correctly. Let me see if I can get you the titles of the next episodes. All right. So we are in... Next episode, we're going to go into November. And we are going to go into uh, the episode burlesque. And then the episode Joni busts out. Oh, nice. Okay. This, This could be fun ones. I think burlesque is just um them just putting on a show which a lot of shows used to do around this time a lot of dramas and comedies used to do well they've already done this didn't they do the magic well that wasn't really them putting on a show that was the Fonz putting on a show so this will be everyone putting on a show and then then Joni busts out I think is the one where Joni is going to do some nude photography I like it um and i'll just sign off here before i go that uh it's great that um when the fonz is reading his copy of the play the rainmaker at his his room and they're all in his dressing room and they're all saying do you have eye makeup on um he's reading the rainmaker there's a samuel french copy now i thought the samuel french there's a samuel french bookstore right up on ventura or there there has been for for decades you know we, that's where you go and you buy the plays and you buy play related stuff and things like that and um, and it's it's great. They they've been the ones. If you see those little booklets, kind of the very they're very sort of plain covers, you know, yellow, green, blue, and they just have like the name of the play, you know, play in two acts by whoever. Those are Samuel French, um, generally Samuel French uh, plays. Uh, pr- pr- printing of plays, and so that's what the Fonz is reading. I love these reading. I did have to look it up. Samuel French has been around since the 19th century, so that was okay. That's not a that's not a goof. Just the same way, like I said, the Rainmaker movie came out in 1956. That's not a goof either. So uh, yeah, we're we're uh, we're going on next to Burlesque and Joni busts out. And uh, let's see, I'm I am hoping that the season. Improve. There's just... It's just so uneven at this point for me. And I know... Here's the thing with the season, and I'll, I'll leave. If you just put on these episodes and just let them play... I've said this before. Let them play in the background while you're... Maybe if you're working or while you're doing... While you're cleaning, something like that. They're charming and they're fun. And there there's some laughs in there. It's nice to see everyone there. When you actually have to sit down them and sort of study them and look at them closely and compare them to previous episodes and characters and such... It's becoming problematic. Just like your big fat mama. I'll leave it at that. Here we go.